What's up, everybody? It's your guy, Mondi, host of Love and Logic, a podcast exploring the intersections of love and logic. What's up, everybody? It's your guy, Mondi, and I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Love and Logic. So let's talk current events. I want to talk about, like, from the community, what does love look like and logic look like in supporting Shikari Richardson right now as she goes through the space of this Olympic stance. Right now in the black community, for those who are listening in, uh, we are experiencing a rare event where we are pretty much dominating. Black women particularly are dominating in the field of sport that is globally recognized. I want to slow that down and say that because we really understand how important this moment is, man. This is history we're watching. Right. I mean, we're always watching history, so this really isn't that different. However, what makes this a major and not a minor is that this is a 21 year old young lady, along with her peers that are also in the aquatics arena. Right. That are also being represented in other areas of the Olympics that are dominating. So Shikari got into a space, man, where, you know, she smoked some marijuana or whatever, and it came back on the test that, you know, positive. That she has smoked, and for this reason, she'd been suspended from the games for the next month. And if you're like me, man, you probably thought at first, you know, well, that's on her, right? That she shouldn't have been uh, doing that at this stakes of the game. Um, she's got to understand at this level there are higher stakes, right? But then I think about when I was 21, what was I doing, and was I as aware, man, that my very single action could impact? the very actions I'd be able to take in the distant future or the very near future. And the truth of the matter is, man, I couldn't. And if you're like me, most of us at 21, we didn't. And yeah, some of us are a bit more level-headed, but I want us to take into consideration that this young lady actually lost her mother a week before the biggest race in her life. Not to mention that she's carrying the nation on her back right now. Let's be honest. Like, So yeah, she's carrying Black America on her back, but she's also carrying the United States on her back to win this gold medal. And that's the part that people aren't talking about. But they aren't talking about it because it goes into this space where the efforts of black women and the actions of black women are totally minimized and dismissed as less than relevant. Right. We want you to do the work. We want you to accomplish the work. But we don't want to hear griping or complaining or what you had to go through to accomplish the work. So here's what I say love and logic look like from us, from all of us, but particularly the black community towards Shikari Richardson right now. You not only lift her up in prayers, but as you guys are on, you know, your 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 keypads right now, you know, as you are thumbing through, stop and send a word of encouragement. If she's reading it or a member of her team is reading it, she needs to know that she's supported right now. She needs to know that this too shall pass. She needs to know that as a young adult, a young woman in progress, that this is but a minor moment in the major of her life. Right. And so logically, it would make sense to want to grab her by the coattails right now because of the community's desire to show that black is strong, black is proud, black is beautiful, black is endurance. But guys, listen, black is all those things. And we've been known that. We've known that when the race riots of Tulsa hit us in 1921. We've known that when we endured the civil rights movement. 
We knew that when our grandfathers were enlisted in World War II, that black was beautiful, that black is strong, that black is in the resilient, right? Shikari does not need to feel the sting of our judgment right now, but instead she needs to feel the uplifting of our love. So logically, it would make sense to want to chastise little sis. Do that in private. But those who know her, do that in private, not in public. Pull her back and help her remember who she is and how big a platform she's holding right now. I don't think anyone needs to remind her of the weight of what's coming, but instead remind her of what what and who she is. Right. And what this means for her and her career. Let her focus on her for once and not the plight of the nation to win a gold medal for the U.S., a place that largely doesn't represent who she is here in our own country. She's not accepted. They're talking about her nails. They're talking about her hair. They're talking about her look. They're talking about her physique. They, they're talking about how she talks. And when I say they, I want to be very, very clear in this segment. I'm talking about the white superior corporate structure minded folks that we're that, that we're talking about right now and yes it is also true that we're talking about the black superior corporate structures that we're talking about right now this systemic racism that we know exists but that many of us will try to act like does not exist right i'm not going to try to placate us and clean this language up on this space because here is the truth the young lady is being uh, targeted and we all know it simply because she's good at what she's doing. She's being she's beasting the, the, the game right now and she's black. And the U.S. doesn't want that representation matters, guys. And so I want us to pause for a moment and remember that love and logic towards her looks like logically taking this sister by the side. If you know her privately and help her understand how big her platform is, who she is in her platform and what she is to accomplish by having said platform. And then for us to lovingly lift her up with words of affirmation through our Twitter thumbs and through our Facebook thumbs and through our Instagram thumbs, post pictures that remind her of how powerful she is. And I don't care how great this young lady poses in the public. We all know what it's like to perform when the lights are on. But what about when the lights are off and the camera is no longer rolling is she built up does she feel the uplifting of our love does she know that she's more than just another statistic she is as one of my former colleagues said she is the reason why statistics never made it to 100 percent so thank you guys for coming in on my little rant with Shikari today. And now to lead us into our topic today. And it is returning to love. So earlier this week, I received a phone call. And in the phone call, I was being asked, or the question was posed like, Hey, Mundy, do you believe that, you know, two people who are no longer together could get back together? And my short answer to that question was, yes, I do. What do you believe? And she said in the moment, I don't believe that two people who are broken up should ever get back together. That's the reason that they broke up. Like once it's in the past, it should remain the past. And I immediately begin to discern that this was coming from a hurt space. Right. When we're hurt, 
we are distrusting. When we're hurt, we're fearful. When we're hurt, we 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 have a, a lack um, mentality to believe based upon the actions of someone else or the person that we've loved or that we love currently um, have shown us. But it doesn't discount or no, excuse me, it doesn't uh, remove us guys from the spaces that people change. Right. And so I wanted to talk in this segment about what does returning to love look like? And so in my mind, as I was thinking about this, I was really, you know, struggling because, again, you guys know, I, I told you in my last episode, you know, that uh, my situation and what it is and and whatnot. And I don't know that my ex and I will ever get back together. Um, I do believe that, you know, in many spaces, it's 100 percent over. And there's not a ton that I can do about that. However, here is what I do know. Is that. Had or should the opportunity. Reveal itself to return in the space that I hold right now, it would be an easy yes for me because. I've restored me. Which makes me talk about like the spaces of what she and I talked about. And that is also talking about our trauma, guys. Like we got to stop acting like relationships end because, you know, we haven't been traumatized by something coming into the relationship that had nothing to do with the relationship. And then the relationship dissolves and we're like, oh, it's the other person. Nah, bro. Sometimes it ain't the other person. Sometimes it's actually you and the other person. And sometimes well, man, it's just you. And it's like, well, are you willing to face you? And so I read this quote on Instagram that I want to quote. I don't know who said it, but I want to it, it, it spoke perfectly. If you spend your entire life with the mentality of my trauma, fuck me up. And that's why I am the way I am. Instead of learning how to heal and grow from your trauma, you are your own problem. Now, in the world of um, social work. There's a framework that they use called stages of change. And the stage of change really suggests that it is, you know, five stages. Some would say six, depending on what your beliefs are and, and, and what and what theories you hold to be true. And that is simply that there's a pre-contemplation. And in this stage of pre-contemplation, it simply says that, you know, a person cannot accept that there is something wrong because they don't believe that there is anything wrong. Right. And many of us end our relationship in pre-contemplative spaces because we don't believe that we are the source of what's wrong or what could be improved in these spaces of our relationship. So we end looking to point fingers at everybody else except for ourselves. And am I saying that you should blame yourself for everyone's mistake? Am I saying that you should blame yourself the mistakes of your partner nah that's exactly the opposite of what i'm saying instead i'm saying it's easiest to look at what someone else did particularly from a filter of hurt it's easy to look at what they didn't do right by you and not so easy to look at what you didn't do right for you both paired not just a single opportunity right and so I really want us to look at in the space. Are you in a pre-contemplative space? When you get to the space about ending a relationship, are you the party that sees that there is something wrong? Or are you the party that is willing to concede 
that, hey, there is something wrong here with us and I don't know what to do to fix it. Everything that I've tried has not worked. And all I know right now is I'm being triggered or all I know right now is you are doing things and saying things that really make me feel away. And these things that make me feel away don't make me feel the love from you. But instead, I feel the anguish from you. Instead, I feel the disappointment connected to you. Instead, I feel the pain of you. Instead, I feel the hurt from you. And I don't feel as secure in this space. Right. So now coming back to the space where we're talking about, OK, is it possible for us to reconnect with someone that we've left? I'm saying yes. I really do believe that it's possible because people change. And if it is true, guys, that, you know, people change, then it is true that you probably weren't the best match for each other in that space. And sometimes it is also true that we need separation from folks so that we can better see them. Some things and some uh, spaces are better seen from a distance. Some things right up underneath our eyes we can't see. And so because we can't see, we can't fully value them and assess their value in ways that appreciate and honor them. As we have come to know them. Right. So we need separation. So I am also advocating for the spaces of separation when the relationship doesn't look healthy anymore, when the relationship doesn't feel healthy anymore and when the relationship isn't healthy anymore. When you're cursing at one another, swearing at one another, neglecting one another, abandoning one another, devaluing one another. I am advocating for separation. I'm not advocating for you to stay in those spaces where you are being treated less than what love allows. And if you are, and what I'm saying is I want to be clear. I'm not saying a separation from one another because separation from one another is what I sought and which is why my heart was broken. Because I did not realize in my true moments that it wasn't really a separation from my partner that I wanted. It was a separation from the pain that I wanted. And I thought at the time to separate from him would be to separate from the pain. Instead, what I found out was because it was some of my stuff that was present in the relationship. It wasn't a separation from him. It was a separation from the pain specifically that I needed. And because I had allowed the two experiences to become synonymous, he represented pain to me. So he represented separation to me. I want to be clear about that and slow that down for all of you. If you're in a space right now, man, where, you know, you are looking at your partner and your partner represents a space of pain for you. I really want you to look at this person and ask yourself, is it the person or is it the experience shared with the person in concert with things that I have of the past? Is my trauma now informing what I'm going through? And am I willing to really look at this trauma and begin to heal it? But you can't heal what you are not willing to reveal. If you stay in this space where you know what I'm saying you out here and you just like making life look good because Instagram has got us all on filters now and Snapchat and we know how to smile with the best of them making things look good you know that's uh that's false man that's fake that's fake and so if you're in the space that you want to cover up the scars of your past and let your relationship falter then this might not be the space for you 
But if you are willing to do some work on you, then this very well could be the space for you because it could always be your partner's fault. That's the truth. But what part do you share in it? In therapy, I learned something that was very important. And my therapist said, you know, did you forsake the silent we that exists in us? And when she first said that, man, I looked at her all kinds of fucked up. I was like, what? Those silent we first off, there is no we in us. But then when I probed the question a little bit better, I understood exactly what she meant. And it was simply stating that the you became much louder in us than the silent we because it's always we. But it became about what you did to me and what you didn't do for me and how you didn't show up for me. And how you let me down. And how you disappointed me. And so in those spaces, that's what ended. Like a lot of relationship. That's what tends to end a lot of relationship. But I want to talk about restoring each other. Right? As you return to one another. So if you're in a space where you're still in a relationship, this is specifically for you. And if you are not in a relationship, but you are looking to return to a relationship, this is also specifically for you. Right? Like, Restoring one another or restoring someone in love to me simply looks like building a space for trust. And what does trust look like? Honoring each other's feelings. Telling each other where you're afraid. Telling each other where you are concerned. Telling each other where you are hurt, excited and happy. But when I talk about those feelings that expose vulnerability, I'm talking about those things that make you concerned, make you feel less than, make you feel abandoned, make you feel neglected, make you feel unseen, make you feel unheard, right? And make you feel undervalued. It's really hard to say to someone, to anyone really, but specifically to someone you love that, you know, when you did this, I felt this or when this was done, that hurt me. I didn't feel seen in this space. And I know that you love me, but I didn't feel the love in that action. In that moment, it felt like. Right. That is very hard. But having those clearing conversations when you're returning to love, because it's going to be very important that as you return to love, it's restored. Right. Love can be restored. I want to be clear about that. Love can be restored. It's going to take the work of two people or all parties engaged to restore it. And then once you guys are hearing each other, it's important to listen from a space of understanding. You know what I mean? Like when you're listening, you're listening for understanding so that you can understand how you fell short. Of the commitment. That is required to engage another person, particularly the person that is sitting before you that you've gotten the opportunity to love and the privilege to love. Right. Um, That listening to understand versus listening to be understood is a world of difference, man. And listening to be understood is like listening through a filter. You're listening, but you you already have your talking points. You're listening to things that you can agree or dissent 
or you can find some some space of dissent with right like oh no oh and that's exactly why i no 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 don't do that instead man listen to one another if it said that you know well i would have preferred us to stay in on saturday but you'd already had plans with your friends then it is well could you share with me like or would you mind sharing with me um how i could do better about that going and forward i wasn't really thinking about us having time together on saturday because i thought we were together on tuesday and thursday i didn't realize that you wanted to spend saturday together but i understand that this was important to you i also understand that you know we built the connection together and losing that connection is important i mean is and no maintaining that's what i'm looking for maintaining that connection is important for me for both of us to maintain this connection is important for both of us and so i like to make sure that i'm supporting you in that so could we plan time together is it okay for us to plan time together is it okay for us to have unplanned time together or do we how do we set this up because i know that our connection is important and i don't ever want you to feel like our connection is undervalued by me right there is listening to understand there's a deeper listening to understand because it's not just well you were gone on saturday and you weren't with me what the person really is saying is there was a reason they wanted you to be there right and if we're listening to be understood what the conversation would sound like would be more like well you didn't you didn't tell me you want to be there so it was it was my understanding that you know we spent tuesday and thursday together and so well saturday i was free with the homies and so that's what i was going to do or i was free to be with my girls and so that's what i was going to do right and you didn't say anything we didn't make any plans and so you know that's it that's listening to be understood versus listening to be to understand listening to understand requires that we listen to the voice of love that is trying to speak to us when the person that we love lacks the ability to articulate themselves through their feelings listening to understand the person that we love means listening for the voice that is inarticulate or the inability to articulate what they're saying through their feelings, right? So making sure that we do that, making sure that we do that for one another, man, because that's what love is. You know, love is an action, and so it intently listens. And then there has to be a commitment. And I truly do believe that this commitment looks like, man, like just making sure that you hold space for one another, right? You are agreeing that with each other, we found our person. We're going to confide in each other our secrets. We're going to confide in each other our upsets. We're going to confide in each other our joys. We are going to confide in each other the things we find funny, our comedies. We're going to confide in each other our concerns. We're going to confide in each other and confide in each other and confide in each other and confide in each other to you till we build a fortress. That there is nothing that anyone else can come in and tear down, no matter how close their relationship, because of the one that you have built with each other. There has to be this commitment. There has to be this commitment that is like 
undying, unwavering, and unyielding, even to our egos and even to our emotions. If we get to the space where our emotions are leading and we can recognize them, and that takes skill and that takes talent, but I promise you, man, I say go get therapy because if you like me, bro, <laughs> intellect will help you reason your way out of some shit. And then you will think I'm absolutely right. And it is your emotion speaking, but because you're so intellectual, you'll need to make sense of it logically and understand it. And as I said to you guys earlier, logic does have place in a loving relationship. It comes to bring about harmony so that the heart isn't always leading, but neither is the mind. However, saying that, I said in the earlier episode that love should always be the leading dance partner in a loving relationship. I still believe that to be true. Now, for those who are listening, you know, feel free to chime in and, you know, support it on Facebook. I have the Facebook group. I also have the Twitter group. And I also have, you know, Instagram as well. You guys can come in and chime. I'll be present mostly in the Facebook group. However, I'll respond in each platform. You know, for those of you who may feel like, well, no, nah, Mandara, I disagree with that. Because I love to be, I love to hold open space to learn more. Because in this love walk, I'm not proclaiming to know everything. I'm just a guy who's had his heart broken. And so I'm sharing my experiences and what I've learned from love over the past year and change as I've endeavored to become better so that my trauma doesn't hinder me from receiving love again, right? Because I am a partner at heart. I want love at heart. I want to be with someone for the rest of my life. And I want us to ride through this bitch until the wheels fall off together, laughing, loving, and releasing each other to our greatness every day of our lives. That's what I want. Now, coming back to this space also, I want to say, that you guys, you want to, you know, limit external influences, right? When you are returning to love that is being restored, limit external influences. Some of us have friends who really mean well by us. And because they love us, they're going to tell us what they believe we need to hear, right? And what they believe we need to hear oftentimes is leave that nigga alone, bruh. Leave that girl, leave that girl alone, bro. Leave him alone, girl. Don't go back to him, girl. He don't know what he's doing. Or leave her alone, sis. She ain't the one, sis. She cheating on you, sis. She did this. She did that. She did. Uh, uh-uh, you you don't need to revisit that. But what we often fail to remember is that in the spaces of our friendships or our family ships, we don't tell the people all that. The person has done right by us and neither do we tell them all that we've done wrong by our person and we find ways to justify that's why i'm saying limit external experiences limit external influences if it's not like a licensed therapist or someone that you really trust maybe a spiritual uh, counselor of some sort or wise counsel that you have seen become unbiased and impartial uh, towards both of you or the pair of you, however that looks like, whether you're in, um, you know, a polyamorous relationship, a poly type relationship or, or, or you're in a monogamous two sided relationship. And I want to be clear to me, monogamy can exist even in poly guys. So I'm not trying to be exclusive. I'm trying to make sure that I am inclusive of all people um, in these spaces. 
but making sure that you limit the external influences, man, because friends will have you unhappy with them. Because friends also with well-meaning and with well intentions will tell you not to go back to somebody. I've had a number of my friends chime in on my space. And most of them weren't in agreement with what I felt when I ended my relationship. And so when I wanted to go back to that relationship, they were all in disagreement with me. When I said I wanted to buy flowers and do a picnic and, you know, write a book of poems and do a photo album. And I did all those things despite what my friends said. Now that didn't win the space back, but it released me to do what I believe love was calling me to do. And that's what's most important, because as you build upon a restored space, and I say that real Southern, y'all heard my Southern twain come out, a restore, a restoration or restorative space. You really want to make sure that motherfucker that you love, and I say motherfucker and I'll clean that up later, but whatever, that you love knows it. And I don't mean just that they could know it by what you say, but they know it by what you do. They know it by the fact that you are acting out that love and that you're willing to be made a fool of before everybody else because you made a commitment to this person as your person and you are going to see it through with one another and last well not last man but i also want to make sure that you release people who hold space for anything that's less than love so you know releasing people who hold space for anything less than love looks like people who come against what love could be You know, people who come against the very thought that love can't happen for you at 40, at 30, at 20. People who who say things like this. This is another cliche one. Oh, you only in your 20s. You should be living your life as if love has a limit on age or people who say, well, you should only love you should be you. You 50 now. You should you shouldn't be dealing with that. You know, you should be living your life as if love has a limit on age, right? Nah, don't allow people who have limiting beliefs about what love is and the personhood of love to bestow upon you their beliefs. Because if you own their limiting beliefs, now it becomes your belief. And just like that trauma that you can't acknowledge, it becomes your own responsibility to unlearn that. And you're going to have to unlearn that shit, man, if you want to, if you really want to be in love with somebody. Because you can't bring all of what you thought you knew love to be in the space where love is trying to teach you who she is now. Right? And if you want to get why I said she, go back and visit the earlier intro session where I, where I talk about referring to love in the space of a woman. It's just my personal belief that one, uh, love embodies the character of women because women are all forgiven. Women are all... Um, encompassing in those spaces i just feel like the space that love provides for us is very um much so um that of the embodiment of a woman and so that's just my thought my belief you don't have to believe it as ndre says man hey this is my opinion ain't nothing that i'm saying law you understand what i'm saying so release 
yourself from people who hold space for anything that is less than love. And, 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 not just people, man. Release yourself from spaces that hold, you know, space for anything that is left than, less than love. So if you are out there, you know what I'm saying? You want to go ball out in the strip club as you try to deal with your heartbreak and whatever, bro. That is not the space for love, bro. That is a space, but it's not a space for love. You feel what I'm saying? If you out here on, um, you know, these platforms that are really much, really, really dedicated to hookups and stuff like that, you feel me? That's not a space for love, bro. You can't go there expecting love and then be like, oh, I'm shocked when I don't get it. That's not the space for it. Now, am I saying that love cannot dwell in these spaces? Absolutely not. You can find love in the strip club. You can find love on the platforms. You know what I'm saying? But don't be surprised if you don't. Because I do believe that kindred spirits connect. And we all are misguided at points in our lives. You know what I mean? And not even that we're misguided. I don't even know that I'm using the right word. But we all are guided to spaces in our life. You know what I'm saying? I met my ex off a platform. And who would have thought that we would have been together for three plus years? You know what I mean? But we were. And we found love there. And so I'm not saying that love can't be there. But what I am saying is, don't be surprised if you don't find it there. Now, you don't find me hanging out in spaces like that. And if you do, I'm in that space for what it holds. You feel me? I'm in that space for what it holds. So, I want to say this, man, and close out with this. Just to give some highlights of what I talked about today, man. Love for Shikari Richardson, man, as I opened up, is going to look like making sure that we take this sister and with the thumbs that we host on Twitter, on our platforms, be them big or small, lift her up in love, man. Pray for her. Give her words of affirmation. Let this young lady know that we see her and we see her as more than just a figure. We see her as a woman carrying the weight of the world on her back like black women have for centuries. And then make sure that we restore people in love if we're returning to a loving space after we've ended that space and we want to know if it's possible to find a higher a deeper a more ignited flame of love for this person that we once loved but now we have the opportunity to love again or love deeply or love more make sure that we restore them and make sure that we restore us first because you can't offer someone something that you don't have so go to therapy, man. Get help for your traumas. Don't bleed out on people who didn't cut you. All right. And making sure that we build that space through trust, understanding and commitment. Limit every single external influence that you both cannot agree upon. So if it's not something that you both can agree upon, it does not need to be in your relationship, especially for the relationship that's being restored. All right. And then release the space for people who represent anything less than love and release the space for spaces that uh, represent anything less than love. All right, man. So I want to thank y'all for tuning in this time. I hope you guys have enjoyed the journey with me on today. Until next time, man, love yourselves and love one another on purpose. 